It's the Askell Send Bites podcast with Margaret Mulholland. Hello and welcome to another episode of Send Bites. I'm Margaret Mulholland, Askell's SEN and Inclusion Policy Specialist, and I'm delighted to be joined today by head teacher Alessandro. Alessandro, welcome. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about your school. My name's Sandra. I'm uh, currently the executive head teacher of Academy 21, the UK's largest alternative provision and uh, the largest online alternative provision. Uh, a little bit about myself. I, I started out as an English teacher many years ago and worked through department leadership. So thoroughly enjoyed being in the classroom, worked across several comprehensive schools in the United Kingdom, um, moved into assistant headships in charge of teaching and learning. And then uh, after that, inclusion, special educational needs and, and barriers to learning, which was a, a you know, a really thrilling and, and I felt quite important, important role and learned an awful lot before going on to become a deputy head teacher um, initially for a couple of years in charge of pastoral care and standards uh, and then latterly in charge of the curriculum uh, before moving into becoming head of um, an online school, an online uh, sixth form school and, and then into this role uh, in as part of the Inspired Education Group. Um, so we're a, a, a large uh, premium education group with schools all around the world, including two online schools, one Kings Into High and the other Academy 21, which is what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, so that's a kind of potted potted history. Um, I think I could mention a little bit about, uh, you know, what's driven me to to, to want to do that work. I'm, I'm like, like many educators, you know, really thrive off the idea of helping to create an inclusive, engaging educational experience for young people. Um, certainly one that motivates them to achieve their aspirations. And for me, it doesn't really matter what they are. Uh, we have students in, in my current school who are um, going on to trying to complete a single A level or a clutch of qualifications, going on to employment, or they're going on to top universities. It really is the whole the whole range. I'm motivated by making sure there's an environment for, for all of them to, to enjoy. Uh, I think, and I know fellow educators would agree with this, there's something really special about supporting the life chances of young people, particularly those with greater barriers barriers to success. I think there can be you know, nothing greater than, than seeing them, them overcome those and, and you being able to help. I suppose another angle to it for me is um, wanting to be at the forefront of education, innovative. I see lots of change in the education landscape around technology. Um, around staffing, around um, the priorities and themes that that schools and young people want to know about. So being able to be in, a, in an incredibly forward-thinking and innovative school, not just because we're online, um, although that's certainly part of it, but because we, you know, we embrace technological change. Um, we are incredibly multicultural and, and and global, so we're able to you know, bring those different perspectives in. I think that's I think that's been a, a, you know a real driving force about going where I am now. And I think finally I. That for me, when I when I look at education in the United Kingdom now, I think to some extent there's a there's a gap in invention from from policymakers. We 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 have the same challenges, yet we have the same structures. Yet often the same solutions are proffered. They're often quite systemic solutions, apart from actually kind of, you know, the heart get to the heart of the matter and actually you know resourcing people to work with other young people in an effective way. Um, and beyond beyond. Beyond school, our, our learners' lives have changed, often really radically. Um, I'm, I'm keen to see that realised in schools. I think that means embracing things like online learning as part of the mix. I, I don't offer it up as the solution for every child, but understanding how flexibility can really work. And I uh, think things like the model of AP at the moment need, need, need a rethink. And there are issues around capacity, there are issues around staff shortage in teaching in general that 
working in an online school, you realise actually there are some really good solutions to that um, to make sure young people have a great teacher and great support in front of them. So that's kind of me and a little bit of the things that motivate me. That's fantastic. And and so interesting, some of the things you were saying there. Before we get sort of dig into the the aspects around inclusion that you referenced and mentioned and that kind of whole notion mm. of innovation on the margins, if you like, could I just ask you to say a little bit um, about who you service? So who are the, the, the schools and the mm. community of learners that are predominant in the online space at the moment? Because I think we have preconceptions, don't we, mm. about alternative provision, but also about who can and will successfully engage with online learning. So it'd be great to just hear about that audience. Who are your school pupils of the moment? Yeah, no, you're 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 bang on. I think also, you know, post pandemic, people have a, a view of of online learning based on online learning that was planned within three days <laughs> to be ready for for children. Uh, you know, after the following weekend, it couldn't be further from the truth. This, we are a, a deliberately designed um, online school, been going since two thousand and five, um, with students all around the world and, and and all around the UK it's purpose built everything about it it's a completely different experience it, not not just the um the environment they're in and the technology but also the way the teachers teach that uh, you know all of our professional development is geared towards engagement online and when you have that kind of um thought and um and deliberate work around it it's it just feels very different that's not to say there's not wonderful you know technological and online provision out there in other schools but it is our our bread and butter so we work hard at it who do we serve well we've got a couple the two schools kingston's high is is a british international curriculum we have um thousands of children in there that parents uh put in uh, to study those qualifications around the world academy 21 is the other school that we have and that is the alternative provision online and in academy 21 we serve thousands of students across the united kingdom uh, just last year you know we taught over four and a half thousand uh, young people in in over 800 schools and establishments across the uk we've worked in uh, near 140 local authority regions um within that over 2,000 students have special educational needs, over 600 with, with the HCPs, um, many full-time students with us. So that means they're studying a full curriculum um, of subjects and several part-time. So they're, they're there for um, you know, it's a subset of their subjects. So, you know, at any, and at any one time in our school, we've got well over 2,000 students on roll in lessons. So we're, we're in a lot of places. <laughs> we're very, we're, we're pretty big. And uh, you know, for, for colleagues sitting there today, very many of you will already be using Academy 21 and for the rest of you your school down the road is probably using it um, and we, we expect that to we expect that to grow 800 will we'll grow and grow um, and one there's a few really interesting angles on that uh, hybrid units in schools so where they've got inclusion spaces or inclusion rooms uh, we have young people who are with us because they are suspended or they've been at risk of exclusion we have young people with us because they cannot or, or, or are unable to, for whatever reason, attend school. So that's a really important subset of students that we're we're helping to reconnect with education. We have others that might have been some form of trauma or something has happened to them and, and they and they can't be in school. Um, children are waiting um, a move to to another school and, and to help manage that kind of behaviour. So that is that's the kind of children we serve. All of those cases in your school that are taking up a huge amount of time because you want to do the right thing by that young person there's a great alternative that puts them in another environment it can be in your school building somewhere else or at home um 
in order to kind of help them connect with learning. So that's it. That's kind of who we serve. Thousands of schools, thousands of kids. Um, and that's it. So so it's fascinating, isn't it, that um, what you're trying to do is not only navigate what great online provision looks like, but also what great alternative provision yeah, looks like. Absolutely. So can you say a little bit about that? So what have you tried to achieve? I think it's a, a, it's a really a question around systems and processes and values mm. and expectations. But in terms of alternative provision, what is it that you are ambitious for in the provision that you offer? It's a great, a great question. I think, I think the first thing to say about alternative provision, what you know, what what makes it great is that there are already brilliant AP settings out there. I, I believe that we are one of them, Academy Twenty One Online. But actually, there are many physical bricks and mortar ones which are amazing. We need to watch them, listen to them learn from what they're doing as a whole sector and then amplify what they say we should be doing. That's really crucial. There is great experience already within the sector. We at Academy 21 see ourselves in partnership with all of our physical schools, be them. And we actually work, you know, interestingly enough, we work in APs, um, people referral units. We work with um, independent schools. We work with um, special schools. We work with um mainstream schools we work all over and there's loads of greatly deeply invested people who are knowledgeable and, and, and working in collaboration with others school leaders local providers so that, that's really the first thing and i think actually that the department for education's send an alternative provision improvement plan does largely recognize that it, you know it does identify that partnership working and listening to young people and the people who work from day and day out is the way to to get to great solutions to find out what works to harness that team effort. So I think that's that's the first step before I before I would say, you know, very specific things that work in AP. It's let's look broadly at it. We see ourselves as part of that mix. But for me, there are some real hallmarks of what's what works for great AP. And, and I, this is why I think online works so well. Early intervention is number one. You know, all of these issues and challenges that young people face where you get to the point in a school where uh, you think you need to they need something as an alternative. It's it's often the last chance for the child. Uh, prior to a managed move or an exclusion or, or whatever it might be, uh, or they've been out of education uh, in the classroom for so long. So getting in early and, and online is great for that. You you can you can be in an online classroom in, within 24 hours. Uh, we can do induction work. Um, it can be put and it's so flexible. We can put it as part of your your school's timetable or part of that child's day in another way. You can't do that with other forms of AP. This is why I think early intervention quick is where online works really well and you can oversee it not just with our reporting on our platform if you use academy 21 but you know day in day out those children are, are with other teachers so the safeguarding is taken care of as well that's great yes for some children it's not going to work and they're going to need a bricks and mortar provision elsewhere that'll take longer to set up but imagine how many fewer children would get to that level if early intervention works well and i don't think there's anything better than online for early intervention in terms of a full curriculum i think yeah there are we see that with great examples of school inclusion units at the moment using us using us we are doing the teaching the children are learning the same curriculum they're not falling behind and then the school using their own staff for pastoral intervention as well uh, i think the other the other key thing to think about as well as early intervention is all about the reintegration or, or transition and that's the end point really in many ways but you have to start thinking about it before the beginning because you've got to identify those targets that you want that child to be ready for. You know, is this going to be something that's that's um, short term and you want them back in the classroom? Well, if that's the case, you know, what kind of Academy 21 set of lessons are going to really work? Do you want to be using our one to one tutorial system so the child can talk one to one with the teacher? Do you want to use our lessons at the end of the week to consolidate learning? 
uh, we use um, um, an AI platform to, to give work to students and generate a pathway for them as well. You yeah, think about that. Or is it going to be longer term? Realistically, are we not looking at a transition back to a classroom in the same academic year? Are we actually looking about getting a child some qualifications so maybe they're there with us for year 11 so that their next transition point works so they can get to college, they can you know, go to wherever that they want to go. And I think it's really important to identify you know, what type of AP we're looking for, quite temporary or longer term, and then be really consistent in your communication and planning around that. Make sure the induction is is welcoming and, and really thorough. Make sure you're constantly updating the school that the child is placed in on, on how well they're doing. And then and that comms flow goes both ways. And if you've got that and a, and a wide view of success, so, so really thinking about we're not just looking at academic success here, we're looking at self-efficacy, we're looking at self-respect, we're looking at resilience and routine and the ability to build really good habits. That's what can come from great AP, particularly online AP. Um, and then marry that with parent care or buy-in, because actually one of the things we find from some of the schools that are most effective is they work really well with parents and carers to make them think this is a great option for my child to get them back on to where they need to be. Um, and everybody understands why they're doing the placement so that when the child is sat at home, they're getting supportive comments about school from their parents. They're, when, they're, when they're in school, they're getting that from their school. When they're in A21, they're getting it from A21. Everyone's on the same hymn sheet. So there's a few kind of hallmarks there of, of what makes great AP regardless. And I think online allows you to do those, those things in a really efficient way. That's a brilliant articulation of the sort of flexibility that I think often we feel robbed of at the moment in schools and, and you know, that capacity to be more nuanced and to provide a collaborative collegiate approach mm. to, to problem solving almost is what you've described there. Not just that kind of there's this option for, you know, everyday mainstream practice or there's this option for AP. There was lots of descriptions there of that collaborative model that might be needed for certain individuals and I'm really fascinated by that because I think also there's a perception that AP um, doesn't doesn't always have the capacity to operate um, with the mainstream school yeah. as effectively as it like to yeah yeah I think you're right I think there is definitely I mean I, when I've sat opposite brilliant uh, AP providers where I am down on the south coast there is, there is that perception you know they're not they're very different or they um and it's uh and, and that's partly what you're you're fighting with when you're trying to explain to parents why why a great AP is, is so worthwhile that communication is crucial and, and what I mean to, to dwell on that point of online the great thing about online is you can actually the connection between the home school the physical school setting can be maintained in a way that you, you can't really do if you if your child goes to another AP setting. Now, I'll stress what I said again, it online won't be for every child, but it will be for a lot of them. We have thousands that we teach, so I know it works for many children. But if you can house that within you know other supports that your school has, you can make use of great reporting software. Um, you, you understand what they're being taught. The curriculum matches. We spend a lot of time making sure our curriculum matches with the most common exam boards, for example, at, at Key Stage 4. You've got, you've got something that already gives you a few um, uh, you know, rungs to hold onto when you're trying to get that that child's transition back into the classroom or or onto a different type of learning later on in in their learning journey. You know, we 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 think very carefully about flexibility and timetabling. Just little things like the fact we have multiple teachers. We have a lot of teachers, but teaching you know common curriculum from the same 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 lesson set that they adapt for each of their classes, but they're done at different times in the day. 
and that's really key so that that schools who need it the lesson at a certain time can have that um our, our platform is really purpose-built so we, we think about how's how what is that child's journey i always use this metaphor when I'm, when I'm talking with families is you know that first school day you go in and you're thinking where's my classroom or where are the toilets or where's the canteen or whatever it might be kids have that online as well they're so adept at using technology but actually they feel the same thing so we have this purpose-built platform that allows them to join lessons really quickly to have notices that come up that helps them track when their work is due there's so many different methods of participation because you might have a child who wants to use a microphone or you might have a child who wants to use a chat box so other kids can see or just wants to ask direct questions to the teacher we do all of that we make sure that the participation means and the communication is in such a way that every child can connect and so all of those things together make you realize actually it's not mainstream NAP when it comes to online it's actually can be a very hybrid approach and that's where I actually see the future of this I see this in many more schools I see it as an and that's because I want it to be an early intervention to stop students needing other forms of AP that might you know through no fault of any of the teachers take them away from their friends or their community network that they might still need so yeah there's a I have a lot of excitement around that and I think schools do too so you're really painting a picture of, of rather than that kind of historic notion that we have of removal of actually a mechanism, an innovative mechanism for strengthening inclusivity. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm really interested in that because I think, as you say, every, you know, everyone's ambitious for that. That's what we want to see. But actually, we feel there are so many hurdles, hurdles that sometimes can't be overcome. Are there some examples of where you're really seeing, you know, that you could give us that are are really capturing that inclusivity, that that capacity to um, to build a better relationship with the with the school rather than to remove the relationship and, and strengthen it and build it elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that I mean there are I won't name any schools in particular, but there's there are there are very good examples and we, we try for that we aim for this in all of our relationships and and that's why we've developed the 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 uh, platform that we have. So I'll give you one example that that's quite generic to all schools is we do reporting each day to the schools on how the children have done in their lessons. So they get um kind of you know attitude to learning or approach to learning um markers from our teachers they go straight to a platform that puts them in really visual format for the teachers to see so they can track over time so they can really easily report back to the parents on how the child is doing at a21 that's a that's a really concrete example about how we've thought well what do schools need okay they need you know really visible attendance marks they need to know when the child is there we do all that as well um they need to see how the child is progressing you know, we, we don't do written reports in every single week, but we do this every lesson um, approach to learning. We do written reports over a longer period of time. The feedback is all visible. We just think very carefully about what information the school need for their checking of the quality of what's going on, for checking the child is coping. Um, and some of them respond so well to this. I mean, all schools use it, but some are are cutting that and putting them into their own reports. They're using it for parents' evenings. They're using it for celebrating an assembly. I had a lovely one the other day from um, uh, a senior leader up in kind of the middle of the country where he uses he used all of the A21 data for as part of the rewards and recognition the school did um, at the end of half term for how well children had done. And there was a child who had not been in school very often at all and had had some challenging behaviour issues um, and they got an award because going to online changed everything for them. They attended all their lessons or well above the percentage target they were given and they worked really hard. And it wasn't a case of, OK, 
we won't recognise that. They recognise that in the assembly in the same way and simply explain that they've done their lessons in a different way. So by by providing that data for them and, and obviously, you know, somewhere that the child wanted to come to learn, they were able to do that. So, yeah, I definitely think it's you, your comment was really astute about, you know, a, a new way of, of looking at inclusivity. It totally is. Um, and you can imagine like in terms of cost, um, not just financial, but kind of emotional as well, cost to the, for the child and for the teachers and the parents. If you can do a short period of time in, in online learning to get you out of a particular cycle of behaviour or a particular resourcing issue in the school, if you can do that for a period of time for, for a handful of children, it helps the other children in the class, it helps those children, and then you can work on that transition back. You've got the time to re-establish relationships, expectations and boundaries, and they haven't lost any ground because they've been taught the whole time. They probably gained in terms of confidence and and knowledge just of their subjects. It works really well. And I would really, of course, I would say this, but I would firmly urge schools to to, to check it out as an option to, to, to use. I'm sure many uh, leaders listening as well it'd be resonating with them because we were hearing a lot about young people who are actually physically coming into school, mm. but they're not making it into mm. lessons. And that's mm. a very specific, I think, characteristic post-pandemic of behaviours that have changed or escalated, perhaps. Um, mm. And it certainly seems like uh, the innovations that you've described and the way of working could really address some of those things in a temporary way. And I think this is the key, isn't it? It's that kind of, you know, as you say, working backwards from what is it we want to achieve? How yeah. can we ensure that actually in achieving that we're not forging new and separate segregated behaviours, actually integrating those opportunities for young people? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think, you know, we do we do day six provision, for example. So some of our, you know, we do placements that are simply a week long. You know, so right at that that short end, that's there. And we also do things that, that are much longer because it turns out to be the best thing for that young person. But you're right, that particular subset of students is a good example of where, okay, there is a there's a habit becoming entrenched in that child turning up to school, doing some of what they're supposed to, but then, you know, maybe they're roaming the corridors or or they're or they're asking to leave lessons an awful lot. Some of that is going to be behaviour that there's a particular way of, of dealing with. You might you might follow a, an approach where there's a very clear reaction to that behaviour. And that's fine. I think, you know, I've come from being a deputy head in charge behaviour for two and a half years. I'm not not blind to that. That's actually an important part of the mix, I think. But then some of it is going to be trying to get underneath those behaviours. And sometimes it's confidence in the classroom. They've missed out on a lot. Their pandemic provision, maybe maybe it's about them you know having knowledge gaps but sometimes just be about out of routine and if you can take them and put them you know at a computer for a short period of time where they're learning from inspirational teachers online it actually helps them focus it helps them zone in on that they get lots of feedback instant feedback um in the lesson they enjoy being part of the community they can see themselves getting better um they're less distracted i mean one of the great things and it's kind of an obvious thing is lear learning online make it, it's less distracting in many ways obviously You've got other challenges. You've got to you've got to make sure that the children are trained to use the internet well and whatnot, um, and be safe online. But you can actually end up with a much more focused child. Um, and I think yeah, as part of that part of that mix for that particular um, post pandemic behaviour you were describing, it works in a in a, in a really neat way. And what I would say is, to be honest, in in most scenarios, I would, I would urge school leaders to think you know this is something to try as early on as you can. But, but at any point, talk to us and we're to, to plug Academy 21. We're we're very we're very inclusive. I mean, we don't we, we you know we don't say no to schools where they've got a need. We will be able to help them, um, no matter what it is. And, and also, the child's experience with us can be very bespoke. So 
they can mm. interact in as much as they want. So if you want the child to have a certain experience and, and, and perhaps interaction with other peers is, is less of a priority and it's more of a priority to do something else, that can be curated um, in the same way that if you want a little bit more interaction, that can be create, created as well. There's lots of other things I'd like to ask you, but as um, particularly around that sort of notion then of, of peer learning and, and how you facilitate that. But I've just got one question about that, I think goes a tiny bit deeper, which is you talk then about, you know, the the length of the intervention can, mm. can vary. We often say, don't we, that to be more inclusive, teachers need to know the learners that little bit better. Mm. How is that developed because that's a genuine yeah. question for me that I'm wondering how do you facilitate that are you you talk really powerfully I think about um, and you've given me lots of examples offline as well as on this call yeah. um, about how inclusion has been strengthened and I'm just wondering mm. how does that how do you develop that knowledge of the learner and and who's involved in that process yeah that's good it's crucial and it's it's the bedrock of which we build successful placements um really and there are a few different ways i mean there's one particularly innovative way we're, we're launching uh, quite soon but which i will come on to but the first step is this is this is a conversation a dialogue first of all it's part of an enrollment process we have a we have a, re, a, a we support um schools to do what is a, a comprehensive enrollment uh, form um, it's not onerous in any way but it's it's all the data that we have but we make sure that our school our ap is in possession of of all the information we need to on that child we distill that down our end and it goes on to our teachers we make sure they know about the child about um their uh, prior attainment levels um about um, the kind of work they've done in their subjects but also just what they're like as a as a young person as a human being so that that can be understood that surface to teachers every single day that gets updated and our teachers work hard as individuals but also as part as part of their professional development to think about okay i've got this learner in my class with this need these needs what do we do they're also supported by you know for example we've got a, a, um, an sen team who are who are giving professional development device and different tools for teachers to be able to support them so that's what we do we do a really comprehensive enrollment process we do a lot of work in professional development around uh, learner needs in general groups because obviously every learner is an individual but there are some very good uh, grouping exercises that you can do to make sure that you've really thought about the kind of learner you might get through the door we work really closely with a user group so we have um we, yeah, we talk to all our clients but uh, we have lots that are uh, represented as part of our user group and we talk to them we ask them questions we meet them actually <laughs> we don't do everything online we go and meet them when, we, uh, when we're going into schools and there's a group uh, and they're all from all over the country and we ask them how's this going what are what are you, what are your learners feeling about Academy 21? And that's that's so valuable because it allows us to really understand the kind of user group we've got. And then the thing I mentioned at the top about the kind of innovative thing, we've just um, started to produce um, teaching plans for teachers where where parents and this will come to Academy 21. It's in King's entire moment, but where parents are able to identify from um, strategies that we know we can put in place in school the things that work best for their young their young person their child, and we are able to gather all that information. And um, on a really neat form, the parents can see what we offer. The teachers see the things that we're saying we're going to offer and they make sure they deliver it. And that gets surfaced right to the teacher on their hub, because every teacher has their own bespoke hub with information about each child's need, strategies that will work for them. If you can think of it, I suppose it's most allied to a, a pen portrait or a pupil profile that we see used in schools, often to quite good effect. But it isn't. It's a it's a document that is more live and updated. It's more readily available. It's not a link somewhere it actually appears on the register um, 
and it's just much more interactive and available for that teacher uh, and it breaks down what they've got to do more as well so it kind of takes it's kind of a, a supercharged version of, of one of them and we think it's we think it's going to be a bit of a game changer for our children and we're hoping that you know down the line we're going to be able to push that out more widely so yeah lots of lots of work we do and back to the top of your question that that, that induction and enrollment process is absolutely crucial because if we can connect with the child really really well then they talk to their teachers which is what they do they end up feeling good about coming um and often as we know the start of these things is, is the most important bit absolutely that motivation engagement and participation is just so, so key isn't it and yeah. Sandra, thanks so much i mean i think what's what's really exciting for me is that whole notion of um how we strengthen inclusion by being innovative and working mm. collaboratively and collegiately and it really i love the way you framed the conversation today because it really does enable uh, I think school leaders go away and think what are the opportunities in my space you know in in my context how can these these relationships work because every school is different and inclusion yeah. is different for every child too yeah uh, it is. Oops, absolutely you're, you're totally right and we see yeah, we see that we said it all the time and I would say that's one of the great things about online learning is it it fits in with the models that you may already have and it can it can contribute to that it can it can augment it and strengthen it um but doesn't change the fabric of of, of what you're trying to do the culture your your, your school is is going for as, as a leader so yeah I, I i totally agree and thank you for that description of it no it's brilliant and i'm really interested and i'll definitely follow up with you around that um the profiling because i do think you know one of the things that's been really fascinating for me um over the last few years working with schools about on distributed leadership for mm. special educational needs particularly is that whole knowledge of the child being really effectively mm. communicated across the school and how difficult we find that for good reason mm. like systems mm. and processes time confidence all those different elements so there's lots of learning we can do i think from the innovations and the steps that you're taking so thank you i will be definitely yeah. drawing you for learning more about Please that. Do. Thank you so much. I really enjoy the conversation and hope that we can carry it on partway through the year, perhaps, and hear how that's going. That'd be wonderful. I'd love to. Thank you very much. The Ask or Send Bites podcast with Margaret Mulholland.